Hey, Border Fuel listeners. Before we start the show, I wanted to tell you why we chose to host Border Fuel Podcast on Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Two, there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Lastly, download the Anchor app for free or go to Anchor FM to get started today. Thanks for listening to the Border Fuel Podcast. Now, let's start the show. What is going on, everybody? You are back on another edition of Ballin' Over Beers. We are getting ready for Week 16 NFL action, which is pretty unbelievable to say. feels like just yesterday we were getting this whole thing started. But uh, I'm joined, as always, by my guys, A.K. Howe, James Fitch. Fellas, James, what's going on, dude? Yo, not too much. What's going on, guys? A.K., what's up, brother? Oh, not much. Just uh, watching some NBA since it's back in action. NBA, NBA sucks. NBA is back. I'm actually going to – I might dip my feet into the the NBA DFS world and see how that, that goes. Um, I will I will come back and let you know how that goes. But I'm, I'm guessing not great because I haven't followed the NBA in some time, basically, since it's been so terrible. But – it is nice to have at least some sports going on um, other than, you know, NFL and golf will be starting soon, which I am excited about. But let's talk football. That's what we're here for. Um, we'll start right right with you, AK. Why don't you just, uh, what was your biggest takeaway from week 16 or 15? I've mentioned it a couple times this year already, but the parity in the NFL is what makes the NFL the best sport, in my opinion. Uh, you've seen it with the Jets and the Bengals both getting W's this week on any given week. I know there's the cliche on any given Sunday, but it's true in the NFL. You know, one team can beat any team on any week. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it, that's. I mean, if you if you would have uh, told me that the Bengals and the Jets were both going to win in the same week, I would have been shocked. And um, you know, th- thanks a lot, Rams. Obviously, we had talked. On the previous shows, how we had, or at least I had, and I think James, you did too, the the Jets to to go defeated uh, bet, and um, somehow the Rams can't get the job done, which is just stupid. But James, what about you, man? What yeah. was your biggest takeaway? Remember when I said <laughs> last week that the Rams were really good? Yeah, yeah. How you feel about that right now? Yeah, kind of backtrack on that a little bit. I just, oh man, I I don't know what happened the end of the game i don't know what they were doing two two plays third third and four fourth and four just two bombs down the field i i did not get those play calls i i don't know if that was mcveigh if that was old golf i was i was kind of scratching my head at that i mean they obviously should have put themselves in a better position prior to that that drive they had a they actually had a go-ahead touchdown call back on a holding call which was pretty frustrating for them too but they're uh, the NFC. I, we keep talking about it every week, and it's we were I think texting about it yesterday or today, and it's just like who who's going to be the team there? Uh, the Rams lose to the Jets. Seattle's offense just looks out of sync. They don't look very good. Green Bay can't score points in the second half. They can't seem to put a full game together. The Saints have not looked like themselves the last couple of games. They've got a, an injured quarterback playing for them, and their defense has, has let them down uh, the last couple of games. So I, I don't know what team's going to come out of that conference. It's it's pretty strange to me right now. The playoff pitcher right now is pretty wild in, in the sense of the AFC as well, where there could be a lot of movement here these, these next two weeks. Um, you know, especially with Pittsburgh losing there, that bumps Buffalo up into the two seed. Um, it opens up to the fact that, you know, that week 17 matchup with the Browns 
and the Steelers could end up being for the uh, division championship. You know, Kansas City could end up somehow locking up the one seed um, on Christmas Day if the Saints beat the Vikings. And that would just be because of the strength of schedule tiebreaker would then go to Kansas City. Um, so the NFC, like you said, James, is crazy. And, and the AFC, a lot of stuff could happen. I mean, right now the Baltimore Ravens might be the hottest team in the NFL. And they're not even in the playoffs right now. They're, they're one spot out on the outside looking in to the Dolphins, who if things go the way they do, the Buffalo Bills could end up sitting people in Week 17 against the Dolphins, which would obviously help them. And then it could keep the Ravens from making the playoffs. So a lot of, lot of crazy st- stuff still going on here, um, even though you know we're already into Week 16 and this, and this season is really winding down. But um, it was certainly an interesting week. In the four packs, I wouldn't say um, they were bad. I wouldn't say they were hot fire, but they they were decent. Um, you know, I was two one and one, which brought me to 24, 25, and three on um, the season so far. With the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, my Chiefs. Everybody's you know obviously made a big thing about it, where they've obviously won the last six games in a row, but they also have not covered in like the last five or something like that. So that game was a push. I tied that game. The Patriots game I lost, and they're just they they stink, man. They're Cam Newton is, I don't know which quarterback looks worse right now, Cam Newton or Ben Roethlisberger, but they both look absolutely horrible. And then I won the Chicago um, plus three and a half, and the Browns minus four and a half. So two two one and one was not a terrible week for me. And James, um, you had a pretty decent week going five hundred again. So why don't you recap yours? Yeah, I guess it's going to depend on how you want to settle it. Um, and, and this is kind of the issue with being in New York State and not being able to, to bet online. Um, at the time of the recording on DraftKings, the Chiefs were minus 2.5, which was certainly a favorable line. Um, so that's kind of what I had mentioned I was taking them at. I did get to the betting window, unfortunately, at minus 3. So in real life, just a, a push on that. But for the sake of, I guess, the timing and the 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 line at the time of the show, uh, a minus two and a half is a win. Um, I'm going to give you the so, win. I'm going to give you the win because Cuomo, <laughs> Cuomo gives New York too many losses, so I'm going to give you the win on thank that. You. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, my other win being the uh, the Seattle-Washington football team under 44 and a half. I just figured that was going to be a defensive battle. That's what that ended up being. Uh, Packers-Panthers over 51. Uh, we'll, we'll take a loss on that. The, like I said, the, the Packers are just having issues putting together full games. The, the second half, sometimes they, they don't show up. It's weird that I think we saw this against the Colts um, several weeks ago where they had a really hot start in the first half and just came out and laid an egg and kind of saw that again here. So not many points scored in the second half in that one. So we take a loss. And then my my second loss, which is a big one, uh, was the Rams, minus 16 and a half. They didn't even win, so um, <laughs> that, that was just horrible. That's, yeah, that's, that's... Any given Sunday, like AK said. Those Rams, man, I just... Like you said, though, they, they look they look like such a, like a team that could compete for the Super Bowl one week, and then the next week they're losing it's to... Like the week. The it really is. They're like, they can't put multiple weeks together where they look like a halfway decent team. But uh, AK, why don't you go ahead and recap yours, Ben? Uh, I went two and two as well this week. Um, I had the Browns who covered uh, once again, kind of like James. I had Kansas City minus two and a half, but when I got to the betting window, it was three. And then on Sunday, it went back to two and a half. But for the show, we took them at two and a half, so I'm going to give myself a win there. And then I lost with the Colts and the Raiders, and I have no idea what John Gruden was doing in overtime, but. Whatever they uh, lost the game and maybe go two and two on the week. Pretty interesting there with Mariota, huh? He he actually looked like he was like a a decent quarterback again. Do you think that uh, he get he gets a shot um, somewhere next year? Maybe I know that the Raiders kind of have him under contract for for another year. But do you think somebody tries to to trade for him or anything? Ak. I don't think so. I think. He's going to be under contract for the Raiders next year. And I could see the Raiders, you know, maybe playing him again the next two games and seeing what happens. And maybe he will be the quarterback going forward for the future for the team. Yeah, it would be super interesting because kind of since Gruden's been there, it seems like he's been trying to get rid of Carr. So I don't know. And Mariota looked good. And he's always had the athleticism. That's never really been 
been his issue. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. But um, let's talk about this this week 16. Super interesting and, and fun weekend, obviously, with everything going on with Christmas. Um, there is actually a Christmas game on Friday, the Vikings and the Saints. There's three games on Saturday, the Bucks, the Lions, the Niners, the Cardinals, and then the Dolphins and the Raiders. Um, so good good weekend of football. Obviously, you're going to get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then if you're into college football and everything, you're going to get that as well. So that that is a, a very fun. But there's some real you know bigger games than that. I don't think any of those games are too... Too great, obviously not some wild matchups or anything like that, but um, we will start with one of them, and that is the Dolphins and the Raiders, and that is basically just because it, a lot of this, a lot of hinges on the um, the game for the Dolphins as far as their playoff implications, and they're only two and a half point favorites, and that over under is forty eight points, which is uh, makes sense, but it also kind of seems low for. You know, obviously the Dolphins got a decent defense, but the the Raiders do not, and um, I think the Dolphins could be able to put some put put some points up on them. But James, do you have a lean either way on this game early? Um, not a strong one, but if if I'm picking a side, I'd probably go with Miami. Um, like you said, I think they've got the defensive edge. Uh, the Raiders are, are, as we know, very poor on the defensive side of the ball. I think Mariota is kind of a, a toss-up. I, I mean, do we even is it like a hundred percent a lock that he's starting? Do we know that? No, I think I saw today that they were actually splitting splitting first team reps yeah. at this point. Yeah, so that'll bear monitoring. Um, either way, I, I think Miami's the better team in this matchup. Um, so uh, DraftKings has them at minus three right now, which I, I don't love, uh, but I, I, I think they're the better team in this matchup. It could be a close game, um, but I'd, I'd lean that side. Yeah, and actually, as you say, that, that game it moved to three on our, our site where we can make bets too. So, um, yeah, so that game's now at three, which makes this game less enticing to me. But, AK, what about you? I have Miami at minus three in my four path this week. Um, I think their defense is going to shut down the Raiders, and hopefully the Raiders' defense is uh, pretty poor and gets my boy Tua able to roll and maybe get a little more confidence under his belt headed into the playoffs. I would love to see Miami make the playoffs and keep the Ravens out of it. But I'm also torn because I have a season-long bet on the Raiders' Over seven wins on the year, and they lost four of the last five, and it's looking pretty bleak for me right now. With I'm thinking they're going to lose to Miami this week, and then it's going to come down to them just first the Broncos next week. Yeah, I had this game in my four pack because I liked that two and a half number. I'm going to keep them in there. I think that it's the defense for the Dolphins that'll um, win them this game. Defense, special teams. I think the Raiders. They, they literally gave everything they had in trying to beat Kansas City twice this year, and they really gave everything they had to beat them the first time. And, I mean, they were victory lapping on week five in October, and ever since then they've been pretty much horrible. So I, I'm going to go Dolphins here. They don't look like a team that is um, ready to do anything. Their defense is just, it's just something awful. So I think Miami makes enough plays to – to get that three-point victory. So I'll, I'll put them in my four-pack for right now, um, like you, AK. So another another big game um, this weekend uh, is in the NFC, and that is going to be with James' is Rams at plus two against the Seahawks with the over-under being 47.5. And, and since, James, they are your Rams, um, we'll let you start. <laughs> yeah, not a strong opinion on this one either. Um, I probably would lean towards the Rams, just taking the points. I think they're in a good teaser spot, too, at, at plus two, plus one and a half, somewhere in that range. You can tease them up. There's some key numbers to seven and a half and eight. Um, Seattle's kind of been that ideal under team, so 47, is it 47 and a half still? Um, where's that line? Last I saw it was 47. 47 now. Okay. Yeah, so, I, you know, 47, I kind of like, I don't know, I kind of like the under in that game, too. Um, Seattle, both, Seattle's defense has been playing a lot a lot better the last several weeks, as we've seen. The Rams' defense is, is 
the best, if not one of the best in the league. So I, I kind of like that side too. Uh, but in what I expect to be a close divisional game, I think the points are, are probably the smart side. And Russell Wilson, like you, you said, Justin, just has not been cooking. No, Russell's not even in the kitchen doing anything at this point anymore and hasn't been. It's just, dude, I, hmm. so obviously we talked last week how me and James were in the semis and whatnot, and, you know, he put an absolute beat down on me, and a lot of that was due in part because Russell Wilson has just been terrible for, like, six weeks almost, maybe even more than that. Um, and, he, you know, I had him and Lockett. And they did absolutely nothing. So I personally hope that Aaron Donald just throws him around a few times. I want him to get hurt. Just throw him around and tell him it was from me because he sucks. He, he's, <laughs> I, I'm holding a personal grudge against Russell Wilson at this point. But, uh, AK, you got to lean on this game? I am leaning towards the Ram side, and I'm kind of talking myself into laying points and moving the line to – Minus two and a half for the Rams. I think if the Rams win or even keep it close, they win the game. So I would rather just lay two and a half and get plus 130 odds than get the points because if it's a close game, I think the Rams win. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. This game, I don't like this game. I don't. It does seem weird that that the Seahawks will be favored, but then again, we I think, you know, is that an overreaction that – the Rams just lost to the Jets, and that's why they're the two-point dogs because it does seem like the Rams have been the better team for the most part other than maybe the first four weeks of the year, right? Like the first four weeks of the year, the, the Seahawks came out and they were just doing crazy things offensively. Like Russ was putting up insane numbers, and that's kind of how they were winning, but their defense wasn't great. Like James said, their defense has been better the past few weeks, um, but even with that, I don't know. I, it seems... This could, I feel like this is going to be just like a slow, slow pace, like run a, a lot, just not very high scoring. So like you said, James, I think if anything, I would maybe lean the under in this game, but it's a game that is not going to be in my four pack um, this week. But I don't know. And I don't, what's that? Tyler Lockett been lately. He's just disappeared. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I have him in Dynasty, and I have him in Season Long. He's been terrible for me. I had a 60-point lead going in to our Dynasty League, or maybe even more. I think it was even, like, maybe 80-point lead in the going into this this week for our, in our Dynasty, which is, you know, total points. And my team just completely laid an egg, and now I'm only up 15 going into this this last week. And, and Tyler Lockett, he's, he's probably gotten me double-digit points maybe once in the last eight weeks, I would say. I mean, it's he's been terrible, and I can't I can't even I can't confirm that, but I bet you it's been somewhere around that. Let me pull. Up, I want to pull up his game log actually right now that we're talking about it. Okay, yeah, he's so it's been very, very uh, underwhelming. It's yeah. it, he's just so yeah. un, so inconsistent. Twenty three. It's he hasn't had a hundred yard um, game since October twenty fifth. Yeah, he hasn't had a touchdown since week 11. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's brutal. That's brutal. But, yeah, so it is what it is. But hopefully this week we get a big week on. Maybe they have to throw a lot in the the Rams. You know, that's the other thing, though, with that Rams defense and that pass game. I mean, that is, that's one of the best secondaries. And, honestly, Jalen Ramsey gets all all the credit and everything. And, obviously, he should. He's awesome. But Darius Williams is having a low-key, phenomenal year at the other corner. Does Lockett play out of the slot? Yeah. I think that'll help. They The, the Rams have two good uh, outside cornerbacks, but I think they're a little bit weaker in the middle, so that that could help. Yeah, no, that definitely does help because, like you said, the the outside is definitely the strength of, of that team. And let me see if I can – so a lot of the stuff that I do um, and the stats and stuff that I get is from FTN, and they actually have – which is Fade the Noise, so I highly recommend that it's a good site – but they have a wide receiver cornerback tool um, that will actually show you matchups for corners and stuff and for, like, teams. So you can kind of see, like, where the best matchup is for for those games. So let me just pull that up, see if this loads here. It's not. Hold on one second. Sorry. This is a great podcast. I'm sure everybody's loving it. 
as, as Seattle had an issue, I, I haven't paid super close attention to their offensive line. I mean, have they have they had issues there with injuries or anything like that? I don't. You know, I'm not positive to be honest. But so I got this up. So Tyler Lockett, he runs 62% of his um, routes out of the slot. Troy Hill's in the slot, and it is the it is one of the the better matchups that they have. So that's yeah. against Troy Hill, who gives up sixty nine percent catch rate, stuff like that. So, yeah, and that's the other thing. You know, you always worry about Seattle because they take so many stack sacks, and really a lot of the times, and what it seems like lately is a lot of that's on Russ, right? Doesn't it seem like he's creating his own pressure a lot of the times? He's running yeah. into sacks and stuff. So, I don't know. Seattle has give it, is giving up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, the ninth most pressure percentage in the NFL right now. So not good. Not good with Aaron Donald coming to town. That's yeah, for sure. It'll be a good game. I just I I've got to stay away from that one. Yeah, I just I'm gonna stay away too. I just need Ross and Lockett to do anything for me in Dynasty so I can get this W. Um Last game, we spent way too much time on that stupid game. Um, last <laughs> last game, Titans-Packers. So this one's I'm, I'm actually super interested in because these are two good football teams. Uh, Titans are p- plus three. The over-under is 56 points, which is a monster number. AK, we'll start with you. What are you thinking on this one? I'm thinking I'm just going to have a couple beers and enjoy this game. Not really sure who's going to win. And 56 is a scary number for the over-under. Part of me wants to bet the under, but I'd rather just sit back and have a couple beers and enjoy the game. So this game actually moves, moved to plus 3.5 for the Titans. So moved up another plus uh, half a point in favor of the Packers with the Titans being the dogs in this one. James, what about you? Yeah, I like the Titans side. I think three and a half is a good number. Uh, sometimes they're betting numbers, not teams. I, I think these two teams are evenly matched. Uh, probably probably give – obviously Green Bay has the better quarterback, so you give them the edge there. I think the defenses are, are both pretty suspect. I would expect both running backs to have good games. Hopefully they do because I'm starting both Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry in the our, our season-long fantasy finals, so I'm, I'm hoping for – some big games there, but uh, in a game that I suspect to be a good one, uh, a close one, I just I like the the Titan side and just getting the points. Yeah, I think I would lean um, that side as well. the The thing is too is like yes, you're you're correct in saying obviously Aaron Rodgers is the better quarterback, but I, I mean I feel like Aaron, Ryan Tannehill, man, he is I, he's pretty underrated because he has been putting up numbers and he's been so efficient because it's not like they're a high passing volume offense obviously you know they give Derrick Henry the ball so much but when even when he doesn't throw the ball a ton he always seems to put up you know pretty good numbers and this year obviously with A.J. Brown and now Corey Davis is starting to look like that guy that they were hoping he was going to be um they, they got some serious weapons pretty much everywhere on that field and in the Packers defense has not been great so I do like this in a shootout because I do think the Titans have some of their own issues on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary. You know, I think this could be a, a very big Devontae Adams game. Um, but I, I would lean the lean the Titans a little bit in this game if I had to, to pick a side, I guess. So that's where I would go with there. Um, let's see where we are with time. Okay. Hey, AK, did you have any thoughts on that game? I wasn't listening. <laughs> Titans Green Bay. Oh, no, I already talked about it. Oh, my, my bad. James. <laughs> Cle- clearly, James wasn't the one listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's give our four packs. James, start us off. Um, yep, so as we talked about, I like the, uh, the Titans three and a half. Um, second pick, I'm going to go with the Browns minus nine and a half versus the Jets. Uh, I don't, I don't love the Browns in, in laying that many points. I, I just think the Jets are coming off their Super Bowl. They got their win. You know, I, I can see this just being a, a big letdown spot for them. Um, I know it's it's probably easy to to think that the the Jets are going to want to. They gave up the the 
first overall pick and everyone thinks that uh, they, they blew it and they're going to want to just tank the rest of the season. I just don't think, you know, it works that way with, with the players versus the coaches. So um, I don't know that I, I love this one, but um, I, I don't actually love the, the slate this week. So getting the Browns under 10 under that key number, I, I think is, is favorable. So, and, and the Browns are going to want to obviously win this game. Uh, for playoff seating, uh, for for a playoff seating standpoint, so I like them minus nine and a half. Uh, third pick, I'm going to go with the Colts minus two versus Pittsburgh. Uh, I just don't like what I've seen from Pittsburgh the last three weeks. That offense can't move the ball. Defense has not played well uh, with all of those injuries. Uh, the Colts have been playing very well, so getting the Colts uh, under the key number of three, I, I like that. And then my fourth pick, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, minus five versus the 49ers. The 49ers, uh, I believe, are going to have to start uh, either Garoppolo or, or C.J. Beathard this week. Uh, Mullins is getting surgery, so their quarterback situation is not great. Uh, they're, they're just a, a banged-up team. Mostert's going out on IR again, uh, so he's out for the rest of the year. They're just a banged-up team. Uh, the Cardinals, I, I think, are catching some momentum going into the playoffs, so I like them to be favorited under a touchdown. So I'll take them. Yeah, very good. Um, AK, what about you? Uh, I have Arizona as well in my four-pack, pretty much for all the same reasons James just did. Arizona's getting hot at the right time. It's a must-win game for them to keep the momentum going to get into the playoffs. Are we back to being an Arizona podcast? Are we pro Arizona again? We, I think we're there. Murray's, uh, I think, healthy. So yeah, we're, yeah. we're back. He looks healthy. He's starting to run again. He's looking like a fun player and pro, pro Cardinals. I like this it. Week. We're back. We're back. Is this an away game for the Forty ers <laughs> Yeah. Home game? This is supposed to be a home game for him. I think. <laughs> no, I think it's. I think it's. Arizona's at home. Yeah, Arizona's technically the home team, but it's just Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I thought they were like supposed to be the away team, or the home team, but they were having weird. to play it in Arizona because of their yeah. situation. Weird. That is weird. All right, AK, continue. I also have Miami. We talked about them earlier. I have the Browns and Jets game under 47. I just don't think the Jets are going to score enough points to push that game over. I can see the Browns scoring 28, but I don't see the Jets scoring more than two touchdowns this week. So under in that game. Then my last game of the week, I'm going to go with Washington as a favorite for maybe the first time this year. Washington minus two. Um, They have a great defense. Gibson's coming back. Alex Smith is coming back. I think that they should win this game. They should be by at least a field goal. So I'm going to roll with Washington as a favorite. Yeah, hopefully Dwayne Haskins didn't spread COVID to the rest of the team after being at that strip club that he was at after the game, thinking he's all high and mighty because he gets one win. Yeah, I mean, he had to celebrate, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the celebrate the little things in life, even if you're in a pandemic. Um, a ball player that went during the playoffs because he wanted chicken wings. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I'm pretty sure it was somebody from Toronto, wasn't it, and they cut him the next day or that day? In the playoffs and you need hot wings from a strip club. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they literally caught him that day because they said, yeah, that's not going to happen, which is which is awesome. But, um, all right, my four-pack, Dolphins minus three, talked about that. Um, Ravens minus ten and a half. So I just kind of talked about briefly and said how I think they're, they might be one of the hottest teams in the NFL, and now that I look at this line, it's minus 11. So apparently all these lines have jumped up like a half a point. Since I've looked at them last, which is which is great, by the way. Um, but they're playing the Giants. I, the Giants are starting to look more and more like the Giants again. The Browns just kind of manhandled them. The Ravens are absolutely cooking more than Russ Wilson is um, with their run game. Again, Lamar is running all over the place, and he's being efficient in the pass game enough where they look halfway decent again. So I'll take them. I'm actually on the Bills for the first time all year. And again, this is up minus, now minus seven was at six and a half um, against the Patriots team. And that is, um, you know, I say the Ravens are one of the hottest teams. The Bills are arguably one of those, one of the hotter teams in the NFL as well. But uh, the Patriots just look horrendous, right? Cam Newton doesn't look like he can throw at all. 
it looks painful. Him and Ben Roethlisberger probably text each other at night about how much it hurts to throw the football at this point in their careers because both of them just look awful throwing it. Um, so I'm going to be on the Bills. I'm going to take the, take, lay the seven and, and take them. I, I like that six-and-a-half number that originally came out, but I'll, I'll stay with them even though it's up to seven on me. Um, the other one is the Detroit-Tampa Bay game, and I'm actually going to take the over in that one. That game is uh, going to be low-key, pretty high-scoring, I think. The over-under is, over is 53-and-a-half. Um, both of these teams have been scoring points in huge bunches lately. Um, you know, the Bucks just came back from being down by to the Falcons, um, which the Falcons, holy moly, they are something else with blowing leads. And again, I just happened to be to versus Brady. Yeah, I was going to say to Brady again on this one, but um, they're, they're, they're scoring a lot of points, right? So let me pull this up here. I wanted to make sure I mentioned this. Detroit is hitting the over at 64% of the time and Tampa Bay is hitting the over at 57% of the time which are it's two of the highest um, highest rates in the NFL at this point. It is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So both teams are in the in the top 11. So pretty good on hitting the over there. Um, if you haven't seen the clip going around Twitter and everywhere right now, the throw that Matt Stafford had against the Titans, the no look that he had to Marvin Jones in the back of the end zone, go go search it and go find it because it, it might be the throw of the year. It was it was unbelievable to see. So um, super, super impressive. And him and Marvin Jones have, have actually been playing outstanding. Marvin Jones, he's another one. I don't know if there's a receiver that's had more production than him in the last three or four weeks since Kenny Galladay's really been out. So I like the over in that one. Um, the other one I kind of looked at, and I'll just real quick, do you guys want to see if you guys have an opinion on this one? The over-under in the Kansas City-Atlanta game is 54 points. I thought that kind of seemed low because especially if it's a game in which Kansas City can lock up that one seed and then rest their guys in week 17 and get two full weeks, um, bye weeks, it could be something where Andy Reid just goes out and says, all right, let's let Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill smash so they can try to get some of these records and stuff and get as high as they can in these standings and put up as many points as we can before I let these guys sit. Do you guys like the the over or under or anything in that game, James? Uh, Just real quick, any thoughts on that? Um, I like it to the point where I don't like it. Like, it just seems, it's just one of those, like, trap lines to me. I I don't know. Like, I I just don't trust Atlanta to score enough in this game, especially if Julio doesn't play to push it over the total. I I think Kansas City is a lock for maybe 30-plus. And and this is where I contemplate whether, you know, the Chiefs minus 11. It's it's a big number, but I I don't, I just, I don't know. Atlanta's, Atlanta's offense can be so hit or miss you can get a very cold week every now and then and this just feels like a spot where going on the road they they just don't show up yeah I think a lot of it hinges on whether or not Matt Ryan is pressured if he's not pressured he he can he he can make throws man um AK you got any lean on that I like the over in that um Kelvin Ridley playing great football Russell Gage had a very good week last time. Matt Ryan can still sling the football. So if you want to, you need at least 24 points out of them because you got to figure 31 at least for the Chiefs. So basically you're betting if the Falcons are going to score at least three touchdowns, and I'd say they do this week. Yeah, that's my thing. I mean, you can almost automatically bake in 30 points for the Chiefs. I think they've only been under 28 points once ever since Mahomes has been starting, which is Chiefs incredible. Chiefs team totals 32.5, Atlanta's 20.5. Okay, so that has them a, a little bit under then. So, yeah, that's a, like you said, though, that's what it's whether or not really if you think the Falcons can keep it close and score enough points to uh, – to do that, so but and not that that number just caught my eye just because I like you guys are saying that number of just kind of always counting the Chiefs to have thirty something in and the Falcons have been playing pretty good offense lately, so thought that was an interesting one. But let's move on to the DFS portion, and I'll start right with you, AK. Do you do anything for you jump out right away as you um, started looking at this stuff early in the week? What jumped out to me is. 
with the lack of games on Sunday with four games already going to be played, that the quarterback situation is looking like you're going to have to pay up a little bit this week for the quarterback. The guys in the 5,000, 6,000 range aren't as nice as they normally are. So I think most people are going to be having to pay someone in that $7,000 range this week. Yeah, the pricing is super interesting because you got Mahomes at 85, Lamar Jackson at 8,000, and then, you know, only two players, Ben Roethlisberger and Baker Mayfield in the 6,000s, and then there's no real pay-down option. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is 5,300, but he's going against Washington defense. Like, that doesn't look enticing, you know, to me at all. Um, I don't know. Alex, Jay, 200. Who's that? Alex Smith? Yeah, but, I mean, I guess Carolina's defense is terrible. But I just don't know what he – I don't know. That's tough. Coming back off of an injury. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to look at his game log to see how much he was actually throwing before he got hurt. 46 attempts, 26, 25, 55, 32. So he's got some games with some passing volume in there. It's just he just always worries me because he's not going to push the ball down the field and get those those big explosive plays. I do. I mean, I like McLaurin pretty much every week as a one-off. But James, did anything for you jump off um, the page at the DFS for anything early lean wise early in the week? I would look at ba- uh, Baker at 6100, even Trubisky at 57. Trubisky's got a pretty good matchup against Jacksonville. Um, it's it's always tough with him because we saw it last week with Montgomery getting a lot of the work. So you never know, you know, how much he's going to be passing. This is a matchup they very well could get up uh, a lot early on, so they they could uh, be running the ball with Montgomery. But um, I think the, those two cheaper options are what catch my eye um, at the quarterback position. Yeah, I looked at uh, Trubisky again, and I know, A.K., you had texted or said to me um, before we opt on here, you kind of like Baker as well. I actually, and we are just talking about this game, I, I kind of like Matt Ryan at 5,800. Um, in a lot of the games that the Chiefs play, and I think I tweeted this out, I think I did last week, but a lot of the games that the Chiefs play, the opposing quarterback, he always ends up putting them up, almost up 25-plus point fantasy points. And at 5,800... If, you know, Matt Ryan could hit that number pretty easily, and that's, you know, that's four extra points right there. And with the way Kelvin Ridley and Russell Gage are playing, I think that's a super interesting option, especially considering Mahomes being at 85, you know, to, to be able to try to get a piece of that, that Kansas City game, um, which is one of the higher totals on the slate, is going to be really tough if you want to stack these guys up. Because as we move forward, you'll see, you know, we'll just talk – receiver quickly because you know with stacking options Tyreek Hill's 9,000 so and, and Travis Kelsey is 8,500 so those, that's just a, a huge salary cost for those type of stacking options um you know James you mentioned Mitch Trubisky and one of the receivers that I do love this week is Allen Robinson at 7,700 the guy's just so supremely talented um He's just has not gotten a fair shake in his NFL career with the quarterbacks he's had to play with, but you know, last he's consistent. Yeah, exactly. You know that he's either he's just got such a floor. He hasn't had less than seventy four yards receiving in the last four games. Um, you know, three touchdowns in those four games. I, I really like him uh, at the wider posi- wide receiver position. Ak, you like anything jumping out, or is it kind of just you'll go with who you have to stack? A little of both. Um, I kind of like, uh, excuse me, Deontay Johnson versus Indy. They, even though he's been having the case of the dropsies, um, it does seem like he is their best weapon, and they're trying to force him the ball every week, it seems like. So I do like Deontay Johnson there. He's averaging, I think, seven catches a year on the on the season. So I like him at um, 6,300. And... I know you mentioned him earlier, but um, Terry McLaren, I think he's a, someone that you got to play every week as a one-off. He's the only, well, now Logan Thomas has been playing well, but he's pretty much the only receiver Washington has. 
Yeah, no, that's that is for sure. Him and Logan Thomas are the only two real weapons. You know, they're guys that they look to really throw to. Unless you know, with Alex being back, he'll go back to dumping it off to JD McKissick. But James, any um, receivers jump off the page for you early in the week here? I'd I'd like uh, so Allen Robinson. I like especially if you're going to go with the Trubisky stack. Um, Keenan Allen uh, is a name I'm going to look at. Um, obviously pay attention to he he didn't play much last week so i'm not sure how much they're going to get him involved but he's got a favorable matchup against a very beat up denver secondary so at 7500 i think that's a pretty decent play uh, assuming he does play yeah i i agree with that i do like him especially going against that denver secondary right that is completely banged up and we saw what the bills just did to them this last week now, let me ask you about this because I mentioned Teddy Bridgewater and you know how cheap he was, and obviously it's a, a really tough matchup. But then you look at both DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. They're 58 and $5,500. These guys, I mean, DJ Moore, so he's 58 and he, he in his last four games played, now he's missed some time. He missed weeks 13 and 14, but he's a guy 7, 11, 9, and 8 targets in the last four games that he's played. Um if he's going to get that type of volume, even against a good, you know, secondary, you know, it takes pretty much at that price, you know, the opportunity cost is, isn't huge where I think, you know, he's a guy with his athleticism, he could get behind the secondary and he could, he could make a long play. You know, he's a guy that can break a tackle and he can go 75 yards for a touchdown. Same thing with Robbie Anderson, right? Robbie Anderson, super fast. So these guys at their price, I think are actually pretty, Decent targets and ones, I think, that are going to be super low-owned because same with, like, Robbie Anderson, 9, 7, 12, and 5 targets the last four games. You know, that, that to me, I think is pretty interesting, you know, especially if you're you're entering a ton of lineups. Um, these are the type of plays that I think are going to have low ownership that could end up paying off pretty, pretty big for you. So that's pretty interesting to me there. Um, if you look at the running back position, Chris McCaffrey is ninety two hundred dollars. Have we heard if he's playing or not? Um, I was reading reports that they're going to be trying to get him to play, which doesn't make sense to me. Just sit him the rest of the year, let him get one hundred percent for next year. You're playing for nothing right now. That's just how I feel. Yeah, super weird. But he's ninety two hundred. Then the price drops all the way down to seventy eight hundred to Nick Chubb. Um, very very odd pricing. It just seems super flat with not. A ton of great options. I guess the guy that sticks out to me the most is Austin Eckler at 7,600 going against that Broncos defense. Um, you know, another 17 touches against uh, Las Vegas last week, you know, with 13 carries and four targets. So he's going to get a pretty decent amount of volume. And I think especially against a Denver team that just looks pretty shot on defense at this point with all the injuries that they have, um, I think he could end up being a pretty decent play. James, what about you? Anybody up top looking looking good to you, or? Um, you know, I, I don't love anybody at the top. I was looking at Chubb, but the Jets are actually, despite being a bad team, they're they're okay against the run. Um, Jonathan Taylor's got, I wanted to say, not a great matchup against Pittsburgh, but I think we've seen the Pittsburgh defense soften the the last several weeks, and and. Taylor's been a decent play as of late. Um, I like Tony Pollard, and, and I think a lot of this is going to depend on Zeke's status this week. But honestly, I, is it is it me or is Tony Pollard just the better back? It, it may just be this season, but he just seems to be more explosive. Um, he obviously has a lot of less wear and tear on him as a running back based on his usage. Um, at 6,500, it's it's kind of risky it's kind of pricey but if, if Zeke is out I think that's a, a fine play yeah no I agree with you I think Pollard looks like the way more explosive back compared to 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 when Zeke was in there for sure so I do like that that call there um AK what about you anything you're liking early I like uh David Montgomery again for the fourth or fifth straight week he's been on a pair um obviously if you're doing a Mitch stack it's tough to play running back with it. Uh, if you want to do a standalone with the Bears, uh, David Montgomery is a fine option there. And he's not he's not terribly priced at 7,700. And then the other person I'm liking this week, especially if uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out, is Le'Veon Bell. 
at 5,800. Um, someone's got to get some carries with the Chiefs. And if they get up big, I can see them, um, you know, start running the ball and maybe try to get that ground game going a little bit. Yeah, I think that Bell is going to definitely be the uh, the chalk of the week um, with his pricing just because it's so far down there. Um, I think that Miles Sanders is a super interesting play at $7,000 going against the Dallas Cowboys defense. Um, 17 carries last week, two targets. He's, I think, still their most explosive offensive player. And it just, it's still uh, just, he doesn't, to me, touch the ball enough, even with the amount of touches he's got that week in that offense. Just with, they're just so devoid of talent on the outside at this point. And like now Jalen Rager is also hurt. So I like him a lot in that against that Cowboys defense. And I, I do think, James, you mentioned um, Jonathan Taylor at 7,300 against, you know, the Pittsburgh defense. But, man, I, I think that we kind of saw the Bengals just kind of stuck with the run and Gio Bernard ended up getting a few touchdowns. And in, in the way that the volume that Jonathan Taylor has gotten, you know, he had another 16 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown and five targets this last week against Houston. If he's going to get that, even against Pittsburgh defense, that makes for a pretty interesting play because I think a lot of people will see that that Pittsburgh tag in that opponent rank that is third, and they'll they'll probably stay away from it. But I think it makes for a, a kind of interesting play, and especially with the way that the Colts offense has been playing as of late, they've been playing extremely yeah. well. So I think that's an interesting play for sure. And I, David I, Johnson, who's that? Oh, David oh. Johnson. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're right, good. Just say David Johnson's another guy to look at. So he had 11 catches last week. That just blows my mind. I didn't even play him. He's so we're t- I talked about Dynasty earlier. He was on my bench because I didn't like. He's been so bad. That... I wouldn't trust him either. I yeah, wouldn't I... have trusted him last week. I, I didn't. I didn't have any exposure to him in DFS, and obviously it was the wrong decision. But I just don't. I didn't expect much from him. No, and I mean, but I guess things have changed really since Bill O'Brien. Is, is gotten fired i guess maybe they you know they've been throwing the ball more and maybe they'll get in you know, they'll continue to throw the ball to him if they're going to do that i mean it's he's only 6100 against a Bengals defense who is you know not i mean i guess unless they play the steelers they don't they're usually not good but um you know 11 catches 106 yards for him last week that's just just crazy any other final thoughts dfyfys ak Good luck to everyone that's uh, in the championship round this week, and I hope uh, our buddy James here takes it down for the three of us. Yeah. James, any thoughts on DFS? Um, No. I've, I've got to dig into it some more. Last yeah. week wasn't very kind to me, so I, I'm, I'm kind of new to dipping my toes in the DFS waters as of late, so trying to figure this out as I go. Yeah. Early in the week, I think those are some good you know, talking points, though, from the guys that we had mentioned especially like you said early in the week we're gonna have to dig in here into this um stuff and obviously i've been actually looking at the saturday slate which is a pretty fun slate i like those smaller slates where they're only the three teams so i'll definitely have a few few lineups for that um i'm actually in the in the super bowl or whatever for our the season-long competition that i did for dfs so i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna have to dig in um and make some Make some good plays here because I want to. I want to take this this uh, take this championship down and win some cashish. But uh, season long wise, I am out of all of my leagues. Ak, I know you have dynasty going. I have dynasty going as well. Um, Ak, you're you're up big in your dynasty, right? Well, I was destroying everyone in the regular season, but it's a head to head league, so anything can happen. But my team is pretty loaded in that it would take a miracle for me to lose but anything can happen yes well good luck in that and then on our home league james how you feeling with your matchup in the finals versus one mr jonathan clee yeah so in the finals for the third time in uh four four years um or facing johnny for the third time in, in four years um I like my matchup. I've, I've got uh, Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, and then Baltimore defense. I think I'm going to roll with, and I think I think you have pretty good matchups in just about all those games, if if not most of them. So I'm feeling good. 
Yeah, well, pulling for you. I lost to you, so at least um, if we, uh, <laughs> if if anyone is going to win it, I hope it's you, so I can say I at least lost to the to the championship. But um, Survivor, we're all dead, right? Your Rams freaking crushed you. Rams. Dead. Ranch crushed. Rams crushed the dream for me. Yeah, so I'm I'm out. Unfortunate. It was Almost a good there. run. It was a good run. Uh, all the way to week 15. Can't complain about that. That's that's not bad at all. Um, let's finish this show off like we always do, guys, and that's give out our give out our beers of the week. Um, AK, why don't we go with you first? I am drinking Sminix tonight. It's uh, Irish Red. I believe Guinness owns them technically now, but it's a four and a half percent good Irish Red. Very nice. And James, what about you? I'm going with another double IPA by uh, Trogues. It's called a Double Blizzard. It's a modest 8.3%. Yeah. Yes. And it'll get you drunk. <laughs> About as modest as a punch in the face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very nice. I am going to go with a the Neapolitan Scotch Ale from Rohrbach. That is a 7%. Um delicious i i'm a big scotch ale fan and i this is i had this one for the first time over the past weekend and it did not disappoint that is for sure but all right guys i think that uh that's gonna wrap up our our week 16 show that was a that was a good one that was a fun one um ak why don't you tell everybody where they can find you before we get out of here i am on twitter at kenny true love and on Action Network at AK underscore B-O-B. Very nice. And James, what about you, buddy? I'm at uh, Fitchy24 on both. Very good. And you can find me on Twitter at JDiz1617 or at BallinOver. Um, make sure you're heading over to Border Fuel Sports. That is who our podcast is through. We have a ton of content over there. NFL, NBA, college football, um, PGA, anything that you want. So make sure you're heading over there for not only the the podcast, but also um, all the articles. I'll have my favorite DFS plays calling uh, of the week coming out on Thursday, like I always do. Um, that is called Edge Factor, so make sure you're checking that out. I'll have dug a little bit deeper um, at that point than I have at, um, you know, obviously tonight was our kind of our first look. And um, other than that, guys, we appreciate everybody being here very much obviously with this holiday season make sure that you're safe make sure you're healthy but have a merry christmas have a happy new year um happy hanukkah whatever you're celebrating um however you're celebrating especially with everything that is going on um just really hope you have a great one and we'll talk to you later